In the name of the baptized one, amen. amen. Feels right to speak about baptism today. Christ's baptism and ours, and the way baptism binds us to one another. I think most of you probably received my Wednesday letter, letting you know that I have accepted a call to be the rector of St. Paul's Church in Natick, and I will be leaving Trinity on February 16th. But just in case you didn't receive it, or you are visiting today and are not yet a receiver of Trinity Communications, It feels important to mention this announcement at the start of my sermon because while I mostly want to talk about baptism, my impending leave-taking is heavily in the room for me today. In the room, and I have to say, in my sinuses, (laughs) over the course of my years at Trinity, I have discovered that there are many things that give me sinus problems. Wheat, corn, milk, mold dust, pollen, fragrances, and now I've discovered a new one. My sinuses are not happy about the prospect of saying goodbye to you. I have been sneezing and blowing my nose since Wednesday evening. The idea of leaving Trinity has never been an easy idea for me to get my head around, but at least it's been hypothetical. Now that it is real, I find myself relying heavily on what I believe about the body of Christ and our place in it as beloved members of the same body, no matter where we are. Which is why baptism, the sacramental rite by which we join the body of Christ, is right for today. So, according to the Gospels, Jesus got baptized. Which is funny, because we get baptized to become the body of Christ, and he is the Christ. But the four gospel writers, who don't always agree on things, in this case, three of them mention Jesus' actual baptism, and even the writer of John, who likes to downplay Jesus' humanity, and thus his inclination to even be baptized, even this gospel writer quotes John the Baptist, saying that he witnessed the Spirit of God descend on Jesus like a dove, which... Matthew, Mark, and Luke say happened when Jesus was baptized. So we have four parallel stories of Jesus having this transcendent experience of baptism, of the skies opening, the spirit of God descending, and the voice of God declaring, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. It's all pretty amazing. And here's the really amazing part. We, 2,000 years later, are called to follow Jesus, to do what he did and experience what he experienced, which means we are called to the waters of baptism, where the Spirit of God can land on us and the voice of God can proclaim God's contentment with us, each of us. No exclusions. In following the body of Christ, we become the body of Christ. Now, the mystic and the mother in me knows that we join the divine body 
of all things and become one with all creation in the waters of birth. But the Christian and the priest in me sees the power of coming to the font, the power of choosing baptism, and the power of entering the sacramental waters that Jesus also entered. There is a unique connection that happens in the water of baptism, for we go there with purpose to proclaim our place in this body, in this, in this family, to promise to bring about the love of God on earth by living our faith and loving our neighbor and respecting the dignity of every human being and seeking Christ in all persons, caring for creation, praying, breaking bread, being Christ's hands and heart and body to the best of our ability together and spread out all over the world. And in so doing, we take up the torch of love, ready to run with it all of our days, and then able to pass it along to willing Christians yet to come. Through baptism, we are one with all who have come before us and all who will come after us. We are one with all who have graced the pews of Trinity Church. Everyone who has uttered a prayer within these walls, been married at this altar, received bread and wine at this rail. All who have ministered here, I think of, of Tony and Nick, David, Lily, Nigel. I think of Ted, Anne, Susan, Dave. I think of families who have moved away, people who have made various transitions that have taken them just physically from us. I think of all the people who we have buried in my time here and over the course of 135 years of burials in this holy place. And I know that all of these souls are still a part of us and us of them. Their prayers hug the walls and hang in the air. Can't you feel that holiness when you walk into this space? Their essence their essence is in the molecules of water in that font the instant it is made holy through our prayers. The abundance that defines God is immediately poured out upon us at that font as the whole body is mystically, beautifully, truly present in an instant. I love that Jesus showed us the way by entering the waters of baptism before us. By humbling himself, he was exalted and equipped for ministry. We are called to the same. By entering the waters, he became one with the water, so that when we enter these waters, we become one with him and with one another. Again and again, every time we go to that font. This is a truth that I put all my faith in as I prepare to go. And so today, on the celebration of the baptism of Christ, we will reenact our own baptisms, re-up our promises, reinvigorate our spirits, and renew our connections to one another as the body of Christ. Or if you haven't been baptized, you can join in in whatever way feels authentic to you. 
in the act of becoming ever more fully identified as the body of Christ in our time and place, we fill this world with the most powerful healing force that there is, which is, of course, love. Connective, transcendent, beautiful, Christ-filled love. Amen.